Listening to the Between Two Paddles podcast, brought to you by The Lake & Co., where we believe we're only as good as the company we keep. Lake & Co. is a company comprised of three very different entities, Lake Time Magazine, Lake Bride Magazine, and The Lake & Co. Shop. Lake & Co. is inspired by and celebrates the stories of people doing exceptional things in the North, local, authentic, and inspired. We are an independent, bootstrapped, community-driven, women-owned company built on hard work, enthusiasm, and a whole lot of grit. We are Northerners. Subscribe to Between Two Paddles via iTunes now to continue hearing the stories of these folks. You might just be amazed. We always are. Wildlife trapping is a touchy subject. It seems to be one of those things that people either love or hate. But this episode isn't really about trapping. It's mostly about skinning, beaver skinning. Specifically, how Kay Bachman became the fastest beaver skinner in the world. My name is Katherine Bachman. Uh, I'm from Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Now I've lived all my life in Frazee. I am a six-time world champion beaver skinner for clean skinning and speed skinning uh, from uh, North Bay, Ontario. Kay wasn't born into a trapping family, but she was raised on a beef farm with 10 other siblings. And as anyone knows who grew up on a farm, part of childhood is having responsibilities and working hard. Kay didn't have a problem with the hard work or the dirt. And to her, the tough jobs that her siblings maybe didn't want to do she didn't have a problem with. The only people that had a problem with it were folks questioning how a young woman in the 1950s could do what she could do. I guess what I took for normal or average, or doesn't everybody do it, you know? <clears throat> we had, we raised our own beef. I raised our, I raised the beef in that. And we had land across the road from us and we turned our animals out in the pasture there in the summer. Usually towards fall, I would butcher a beef, and I would take the tractor and go over there, and the beef, would, the cow would come up or whatever I was going to butcher, and, and uh, put a little feed down, and I'd shoot it, cut its throat, let it bleed out, and put it hanging on the tractor, and got it out and bring it home. And people go, I go, well, what's the big deal about it? It's no big deal, you know. I just. I couldn't figure out how people could make such an issue out of it. Well, they just couldn't believe that a woman would do that. Mm. You'd be fine with a man doing it. Oh, yes, definitely. A man could do it. That's fine. But for a woman to go out and do that, it was like, how can you do that? And I go, I don't know how I can do that. I just do that. When she was 16, a man came calling at their house, took one look at Kay, and asked her brother if he could take her out. Well, Kay could butcher a cow from start to finish all by herself but she couldn't go on a date with this young man by herself, so she was escorted. Of course, and then he had a, 
a water spaniel named Smokey, and Smokey always sat between us to make sure nothing else happened. Two years later, they were married, and around the same time, the rest of her family picked up and moved out west. But of course, she stayed behind with her husband and new baby, ready to start a new life. My husband trapped, and and uh, he he started trapping beaver, and uh, he trapped uh, turtles in the summer, and then in the fall, uh, he 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 did wild racing. Nobody traps for the money anymore, and even back then, there wasn't much to be made. That didn't stop Kay though from figuring out how to get some cash. And uh, I wanted cupboards from my kitchen. And they cost almost $500 to put the cupboards in. Well, when you're living on a veteran's pension, very little, and living with just trapping and things like that, I decided to start skinning muskrat. Uh, I got 12 cents a muskrat to skin and stretch it. Uh, My husband's trapping partner came over, and uh, I skinned, and he stretched. So we split the 12 cents. That's 6 cents for me and 6 cents for him. Per muskrat? Per muskrat, yes. And um, it ended up at the end of the season, when we split the money, we had over 6,000 muskrats we had skinned because I made over $500. Her husband and a friend taught her how to skin at first, but after she took another job to skin 100 beaver in a week, it didn't take Kay long to figure out her own style of doing things. The typical way of skinning most any animal is to rough skin it meaning that some fat and even connective muscle gets pulled off with the hide. The next step is to scrape all that off, a process known as fleshing. Depending on the size of the animal, this can mean draping the hide over an angled beam that you have to lean over and use a scraping tool to essentially push all the extra bits away, leaving just the skin. Now the pelt is ready to stretch out and dry. But prompted by her weak back, Kay had no interest in leaning over anything, so she figured out a way to skin the beaver. By putting it over my knee and taking the fat off that way. And it worked real good and it was a lot faster. She would stay sitting and use a real sharp knife so that as she skinned, she scraped away all the fat and muscle too, cutting out the fleshing step entirely. And I could, I could clean skin 50 beaver a day uh, in my prime. As far as she knew, nobody else was doing it like she was. So I didn't know other people clean-skinned, as we call it, until I went to Canada after my husband passed away and I ended up in competition. And there was another gentleman up from International Falls that clean-skinned his beaver. But Kay wasn't trying to be fast at it just for the sake of being the fastest. She was a trapper's wife and a working mom just trying to make some money. Because then I had four children. I could get up in the morning, I could send the kids to school, I could, and I kind of, I got lazy, I skinned in my dining room area. Ladies didn't come visit me for some reason. So at this point, Kay's just doing her thing, skinning beaver and making some money, and has no idea that her technique is not only unique, but possibly game-changing in the world of competitive beaver skinning. Which, at the time, she didn't even know was a thing. So how did Kay Bachman get started on the path to becoming beaver skinning world champion? 
Uh, well, we raised Fox for 33 years. Mm. And uh, so we kind of had a joke. Uh, kids wanted my husband to slow down on the Fox because he was getting up there in years. And he goes, I'm going to raise Fox till I die. And the old thing was, I said, yeah, and you'll croak in the spring, and I'll have to raise them all year by myself and then pelt them out. And when you go, they go. And we just laugh about it. Of course, it was still. You know. yeah. Well, he passed away. It was 15 years ago in March. And uh, so. In the spring. Yep, in the spring. And we'd had our first litter of puppies. And so I raised them all year. And I, I uh, pelted them out. My youngest son came. He was terrific at pelting out fox. He was our skinner for things, uh, the fox and stuff like that. And he came and we he'd skin the fox out, and I'd put him up on boards and process, get him ready to ship out. And he said, you know, Mom, you should go up to North Bay and find out what they do with the fox up there. Just go up there and check it out. <clears throat> so I did the year after he passed away. And uh, I went up there, and I, we knew the one lady up there real well. We never met anybody, but we knew him by voice on the phone. And so she uh, she kind of took me under her wing, and and I was walking around through the one day, and this one couple of young kids, they was being funny, and he said, "You should enter the skinning contest for women." And I go, "Yeah, you know." <clears throat> well, he said, "Don't you skin?" I said, "Yeah, I skin beaver and that." Well, he said, "Go ahead and enter." I said, "Well, I'm not that fast, you know. I had never competed at anything like that or seen it done." Well, he said, "It takes these other women over an hour to do it." I go, "Well, if it takes me over an hour to do it, there's no sense doing it." So I went in and I skinned the beaver, and then they timed you for that, and then they timed me when you flesh it. Well, I already had it skinned, you know, and so I went to tack it on the board, and I messed up. I was trying to stretch it too thin, so I'd take it off and redo it. So the whole thing took me a half an hour. <clears throat> so these other two gals came in, and the one gal was like an hour, and the other one was an hour and a half to skin them and flesh them and put them on the board. And I never said a word to him. So Saturday night came for the uh, award ceremony, and I had told uh, the gal in there, Donna, I said, I think I just went butt real bad. And she goes, really? And I go, yeah. So the award ceremony was that night, and they called these two ladies and I up there. And uh, this one gal, she just knew she got first place, always got first place. And they gave me first, she got second, and the other one got third, and she got really irate looking especially after her husband suggested that Kay continue coming up to compete. And he said, uh, you should come up sometime and compete. And she gave me a look that, oh, my goodness. <laughs> if looks would have killed, we'd have both died right there. But that didn't stop Kay. The following year rolled around, and she headed north to compete. But the other competitors didn't even want to try. Well, then the next year they came, and uh, they didn't bring their skinning equipment. And we're not going to skin this year. And I go, well, really? I got skinning equipment here. Here's my knives. Here's my table. I'll even sharpen it for you. And I still to beat her, but you know, by a long <laughs> time. And it just. And then the third year, she skinned. And um, after that, they never, they never competed. I never saw them compete. They never competed again because she couldn't stand the thought of being beat. So without any other women to compete against, she still wanted to participate. So she just competed against herself, shearing off about a minute of her time each time she did it. Fastest time was six minutes to skin and seven minutes to, to tack them on the board. Wow. About 14 minutes, yeah. Compared to the fastest time the other competitors were coming in at, which was an hour and 20 minutes. The last year she went up, a friend suggested that she bring his daughter-in-law up 
and teach her how to skin a beaver. So they get up there, and it's the day of the timed competition. Well, Kay had already walked her through the skinning process the day before, her very first time skinning a beaver, by the way. And now Kay told her she was about to be timed. You're going to skin. I got the timer. I can't do that. And I said, yes, you can. And I had already done my timed beaver. So I sat there while the guy had the timer on her, and I walked her through skinning it. And I walked her through putting it on the board. I took first, and she took second. <laughs> so she come home just flying high. She was so excited. Kay competed against women when they were there, and herself when they weren't. And on one occasion, she even competed with the men. This was so funny. <laughs> I was the only one skinning, and uh, somebody put me in the men's division. And I knew I was the only one, so I had taken a beaver about twice the size of what normally they would take and skinned it out. And when they give their awards out, I took third place in the men's division. And the guys all got mad. They said, no, she's in the women's division. So the next year, they gave me the award for uh, the 2006. The well, that's 2004, five, and six, yeah. So the next year, they gave me the women's award for 2006. <laughs> <laughs> because all of the men was just furious, but I said, you know, if I had a beaver the size of them, I would have come in first by about three minutes. Kay doesn't like to brag about her accomplishments, but she's not overly humble either. She'll tell it to you straight, and she's not trying to prove anything. If you ask her to teach you something, she really will teach you. No part of her needs to prove that she's the best. It's this kind of comfort and confidence in herself that I think draws people to her. During one of her trips to Ontario, a little girl came and asked Kay to teach her to skin a beaver. I taught her when she was six years old. She came and asked me to teach her how to skin beaver, a little Indian gal. Mm. And I said, your dad can do it. She said, no, I want a woman to do it. Mm. I said, okay. <laughs> we, uh, and then I thought, what am I doing this for? Number one, she's six years old. She's got these tiny little petite hands. She's left-handed. And I'm just, everything is just the opposite. But I did work with her, and just very carefully taught her and worked with her and helped her and, and let her do what she could. Then I would like break the legs off and, you know, and show her different things and let her work at it. And uh, she did as much as she could. And then I finished it up. But she was, she was so proud of herself, you know, for six years old. Well, up there, you have your own trap line. And at six years old, she had took, took the training, went through all the courses and had an actual trapping license. Yeah, her mother and dad were trappers. And so she also had a trapping license. Yeah, so it was a family thing, yeah. And um, they had some, the Cree Indians were down. A lot of them came down. There was very, very to-themselves type people. And that night, <clears throat> the spokesperson for the Cree was handing out awards for the children because their children are very treasured. And he gave her an award for learning how to skin beaver. And he gave me acknowledgement as being the teacher which to them, and her mother said, you have just gained a very high position in the Cree nation. You are honored mother. I'm going, what did I do? I was just sitting there helping her. She said, no, that to them. And, and the two couples sat there just like 
stone slabs, you know, watching. And I didn't pay no attention to it, you know. Well, then, for a couple of years, while he was, him and his wife would sit and eat with us and that. And then about the third year, the young Indian ladies would come up and it's, they would, I could actually, they would actually talk to me. Mm-hmm. And we had some real nice conversations. Mm-hmm. And it just was like, uh, you, you work yourself into it as a worthy person, you know. And uh, he gave honor to me, and that was a way of showing honor. Mm. And Kay is a generous teacher, and if you make the time to go see her, she will teach you. Yeah, you know, they bring the beaver down. I'll, I'll work with them anytime, because uh, I think it's, uh, it's an art that I'd like to see carried on. And I would really like to have, you know, if, if I can teach somebody how to take care of, the, do their beaver better and faster, more power to them. But she knows that trapping and skinning are hard skills to learn without a mentor, many of whom are getting older, and that when a beginner wants help, they better be ready for some hard work and a slice of humble pie. This is a dying art. Uh, the trappers, they, they, well, the beaver aren't worth nothing, so they just take them in and sell them in the carcass. And uh, they don't take the time because they're not getting paid enough money to make it worth their while. Or when we was trapping in the 60s, there was still some money into it. But uh, now it's just, uh, and I hate to use the label as wannabe trappers. All these kids, they get a few traps, and they want to go out and trap, and they don't know nothing about it, most of them. And they just go out and uh, they get discouraged because nothing is worth this and this and that. Well, they don't take the time to learn how to do it right. And uh, for people to show them how to do it, well, they don't want to be told anything. Everybody knows everything. And so to show people and to work with people, on it's, it's just impossible because I, I can't show somebody who wants to do it better than you. Kay doesn't compete anymore, but she still loves demonstrating at trappers' conventions and loves going out to rendezvous to reenact and show people how the world champion beaver skinner gets it done. But no matter how many awards hang on her wall, that humble farm girl in her still doesn't think she's done anything special. Something that I guess kind of evolved, my life kind of evolved from one thing to another, doing what I had to do when I had to do it. And and, uh, uh, I always got a lot of support from people and trappers and that. It was just, it was a normal part of my life. So, and, and when people want to make big issues of it, I go, What's the big issue? You know, it's like being a dishwasher. I mean, how many ways can you wash dishes? You, you get it, and you're good at it, and you're fast at it, and that's the way it is. But it, 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 was, it was an interesting good life. I never regretted it. Kay Bachman is the kind of person you want to sit and visit and drink coffee with all day. And she's got some amazing stories to tell. I'll bet money that most Minnesotans don't have a clue that we've got a champion like her right here in our midst. If you'd like to get in touch with Kay, maybe you've got a beaver you need skinning, you can contact her through Facebook. Just search for Kay Bachman, B-A-C-H-M-A-N. Otherwise, you can find her at one of her favorite places to be, the Big Island Rendezvous in Albert Lee, Minnesota, this October 6th to 7th. Thank you for listening. 
You can subscribe to Between Two Paddles via iTunes. This episode was brought to you by The Lake & Co. with music by Trampled by Turtles. If you or someone you know has a story to tell, let me know. You can email me at kim at thelakeandco.com. Thanks again, and keep telling your stories. Till next time. There's still a smile.